Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. I want to stir things up a little bright and early this morning. Of course you do. Of course you do. Oh, I like the sound of that, though. I'm giving you a chance to be couch juror over there because of a story that comes out of Colorado that at least makes you think. A couple of men stole a bunch of stuff from Kohl's locally. They and their attorney are arguing that since they had a, a coupon... The value of the items was under the $2,000 that would make it a felony and should be just a misdemeanor because they have because a of the coupon. coupon. How rule ye? Uh, <laughs> get right out of my courtroom with that coupon. No. No. Well, how did they roll? Well, here's Eric Ross, spokesperson for the district attorney's office. Explaining first the defense strategy. The defense argued and tried to convince a jury that these two defendants should not be convicted of felony theft, but rather a misdemeanor charge. We argued that it didn't really matter if the items were on sale or were discounted. Those discounts and sales prices should apply to paying customers only, not thieves. Right. So you're paying zero (laughs) dollars. But oh, wait, we had a coupon. So really what we were stealing wasn't over the limit. Nah, get right on out of here. The jury said felony theft. They were convicted. Kudos to the defense for coming up with a defense. Mm -hmm. You want your defense team to at least try instead of like just uh, cashing it in, cashing our checks and not doing anything. But come on. Points for creativity. Creativity, yes. But uh, conviction, also yes. I wonder if they could use their Kohl's cash as bail money. (laughs) No. No. Get out of here. If you're going to plan your stealing to certain (laughs) levels of punishment, then you don't have very much confidence in your stealing ability. Right? I'm not saying that that's ever a good idea, but if you're going to go, well, put the mixer back because that takes it over the top to a felony, then you're planning on getting caught. Don't plan on stealing in the first place. Let that be the lesson. But what is your thinking process if you're going in with the mentality that only steal this much because then it's not a felony? What are we doing here? I'm hearing you say you're a bad influence, Laura. uh... I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense to me. How about use your $50 in Kohl's cash and get something worth $50? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you still get it for free. And you don't go to jail. How about that? I think you're trying to backpedal on saying if you're going to steal. Uh, well, if you're going to do anything, go in with confidence, right? Like, <laughs> whatever that is. But that, also just don't in the first place. I don't know if I ever told you the story about when uh, some friends and I got in trouble for toilet papering a house. And the thing was, we didn't know who lived there. They, they asked us why. It was like, they had nice trees and shrubbery and a fence. Yeah. It was a perfect palette. That's all. We were bored. There was nothing more to it. Well, a neighbor saw us. A little chase ensued. (laughs) (laughs) So there was the neighbor that was following us. Next thing Mm -hmm. you know, we see the cop lights. They pull over the neighbor and... We at whatever, 17, are thinking, oh, (laughs) they stopped the neighbor. We're scot-free. Well, duh, the neighbor already had the license plate. So here's my dad's wisdom. When we all had to go to the police station with our fathers, and uh, have a little chat with the cops. On the way there, my dad said, if you're going to toilet paper, (laughs) why did you choose 
It was my friend's yellow Opal, a European little car in bright yellow. The, like a of gigantic all billboard yes. saying, look at me. Dad didn't say, you're grounded, what are you thinking? Because he was a bit of a prankster too. He said, of all the cars you could have driven, you chose the yellow car. Opal. <laughs> That's <sighs> where I thought you were going with your advice there. Love it. The Q102 Morning Show with Tim and Laura. Don't go anywhere. Well, if Laura likes end of the year lists, I like them too, a lot of them. Perhaps you as well. This is a, a new one from Pew Research. I'm going to save the, the marriage one for last, because that is what they say is the most striking. Oh, the number one. Number okay. one striking result of a survey in 2023 was okay. marriage-based. And we'll get to that. They found it striking that nearly half of U.S. workers who get paid time off don't take all of it that their employer offers. That's that does not surprise me. me. I'm Only because of people I that <laughs> I mean, I would want to take days as well. But of all the people that I've worked with, it's like, well, I was going to take a vacation, but we have this big project, and I can't. Oh, and then uh, they have days left at the end of the year. Maybe so that doesn't surprise me. Of our staff here, I say, sorry, suckers, I'm heading to Mexico. You cover. I'm out. <laughs> One of them on here is not shocking at all, I don't think. It says like 80% of people find any political discussion to be, well, they don't want to hear about it. Yeah, oh, is not that shocking. Really, is that striking, okay. really? So I'm not shocked by any of these. <sighs> I know. So a majority of Americans say they would tip 15% or less for average dining experience, but 2% say they would not leave a tip at all. And this has, uh, the amount of tipping has gone down, it seems, since pandemic. Listen, I've worked in jobs that yeah. have tipping. I am a little bit of a more probably like if you give good service, then yes, your your tip should reflect that. And if you're really bad, I see no problem with no tip. Like you oh. did not give good service. Sorry. Mm. I mean, we're talking the, really the bad. Like you're rude. Yeah. You don't deliver on just simple things like bad service. Mm. Uh, yeah. Then... Maybe no tip. So maybe it's just not that shocking either. So, so far, what is so striking, Pew Research? Right. With the, you hit me with a good one. So uh, here's the one, the, the marriage-based. A okay. record high share of 40-year-olds in the United States have never been married. And this goes back, like, in 1900, the number of 40-year-olds not married was, like, 15%. Today, it's 40%. And again... It's striking, but is it a surprise? We're finding young adults getting their career going and mm -hmm. making that a more of a priority. You do a lot more weddings. Right. Do you kind of know how old they are? There fewer 22-year-olds and more 35-year-olds. I, yeah, I, I would say people are not super, super young. And maybe they're just not the ones that hire me to marry them, mm. perhaps. For instance, I just met with a couple a few days ago. Now, they were both married before, so this will be their second marriage. But they were 38 and 39. Okay, see, yeah. Getting married. And both said, you know what? We probably shouldn't have rushed right in the first time. Uh, so this time is going to huh. last. But that's a little bit later in life. So I turned 40 in July, right? Was yes, so you 40th? were 39. I was 39 then in March when we got close, married. So yeah. almost, yeah. The number one reason given for uh, not being married at 40 was, I have a job or career that I enjoy. Oh. 
That's so not like, what I thought it would. I thought it would be. I just dated idiots, and none of them worked out. Like that would have been mine. So okay. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. It is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, and I got to thinking, how, how far back does this go, really? Well, it kind of started sneaking in already in 1900, Laura. Oh. A West Virginia store advertised boys' Christmas sweaters in fancy stripes. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So, but you know, still a little reserved. We had uh, in 1930s the rise of jingle bell sweaters, where they'd be adorned with bells that jingle jangle as you move. Oh yeah. But they considered them stylish. You know, not really ugly, more elegant and chic even. It was in 1950 when there was a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer sweater for kids with a tinkly bell collar. At the neck. Oh, See, we're starting to get a little more, you know, commercial. A little more jingles and jangles. And when does the puff paint come in? Oh, I'm not. That's what my granny used to have. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that was 80s. The 60s, they said they started to get more reserved. They're like, you know, Mm. you've got Vietnam War they're like, you know what? We're just backing down on anything garish, right? So it was really, and I love this line, any sense of restraint effectively died in the 1980s. Yeah, that's when Granny was like, was puff it? paint, yep. I'm going to poke holes and shove lights through. and Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this article says that's when fashion and just about everything else fell victim to the mindset that more is more. Mm-hmm. 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 And then uh, Ugly Christmas Sweaters started fe- uh, making appearances uh, Dumb and Dumber, 1994. Okay, uh, yeah. Bridget Jones' Diary. So then uh-huh. it, it got into the mainstream. And so here we are today. And if you haven't left for work yet, pick it Get up. Get one on. Get on it. You're waking up with Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. Ho, ho, ho. Ooh, that means Santa Laura has another idea for you. You people who don't know what to get for Christmas. <laughs> this is actually coming from my husband today. Oh. We were talking last night. He said, what's your gift idea for tomorrow? I said, you know, I'm going back and forth between a couple things, not really set on any one per- particular thing. Why? What do you got? He's like, well, maybe not for your listeners. Well, he's like, no, maybe oh, it would yeah. be. Because usually every family has at least that one person who loves all things spicy, like yeah. the, the hottest wings. What do you got on the menu? I'll eat them. In my family, that's my dad. He likes insanely hot Richard. My husband is like a few notches down from dad. Yes. He still wants to have lining in his mouth and throat <laughs> and, and intestinal tract. Yeah. I don't think my dad does. <laughs> but he was so excited. Now, this is a spoiler alert. I know my dad's at work, so he's not listening. But... For years now, Alex's favorite hot sauce has been a brand called El Yucateco. El Yucateco. And you may have even seen this in Mexican restaurants in the hot sauce little caddy that they have on the tables. They used to have the original red and green, which is perfect for festive Christmas gift giving, right? Uh-huh. But then they came out with an extra hot, like triple X, he calls it. That's a little too hot for me. But he was so excited. He said, look at the new line of El Yucateco hot sauces that they have. There's a habanero and coffee. 
there's a habanero and ghost. I'm like, these seem too hot. He said, yeah, but your dad's going to love it. So he got all the new flavors for dad and then all the new flavors for himself. And he's going to arrange them in a gift pack because he he's not wrong with this. They have the blow your face off oh. hotter than the, you know, Hades hot sauce packages in the store. They're cute. He said, but sometimes they are not the best tasting for real hot sauce lovers. Yeah. And it's just pure, just like burning instead of flavor. But that's what he said. He said, these have flavor with the heat. And then I see one called habanero and grilled pineapple in their new sauce flavor lineup. And I might like that one because I like a a mango... uh, yes, habanero um, on a cauliflower wing. So this mango and grilled pineapple. But you can see all the new bottles. But if you want to just start, he suggested just starting with like three of them, which would be the original green, the original red, and then the triple X. But see, then you could fancy it up with all these new fancy flavors. I always get tricked because when I see red, I I think, you know, hot or stop or warning, and green is so, you know... Go, You're like, ah, dump the whole no, bottle on. It's yeah, the don't green do- <laughs> stuff that's the uh, hot stuff, isn't I it? would not uh, do that. And then I have to give my husband kudos because he said, and they're usually inexpensive. These are not the most priciest sauces on the market. They're usually under $5 a bottle. I said, okay, so you're going thrifty and great gift. I like the way you're going with this. So I did a little research. Cashwise does have original red and original green. Really? Now, I'm saying this right now, but you know what's going to happen. Everybody on their lunch hour is going to go out. So Mm -hmm. if you go in and they're sold out, you should have been quicker to the store. So they're not hard to find. They're inexpensive. And now they have an entire new line. I don't know if the, like the habanero and coffee or the grilled pineapple, I don't know if those are going to be available everywhere. You may have to do a little bit more, you know, shopping, heavy shopping to find those. But the original flavor should at least be pretty easy to come by. I see it says Mm. Mayan recipe on, on a couple of these. Yucateco. I wonder, El Yucatan, is that related? Yeah. Now, the Yucatan Peninsula is where Cancun is. Is that, anybody know what's my, well, Yucca? Is that a Mayan root for real? I don't know. I need uh, to this know. This is a whole lot more deep than I just know. It's a little, most of these are a little too spicy for me. Yeah. <laughs> Check out that and other Christmas gift ideas at the link at 1025fm.com. The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.